Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Barrett here again, host of Truth is Truth podcast. I want to start off by saying hi to my mom and dad, who I've missed during this time of quarantine, as they are older and they're pretty well quarantined into their house, as a lot of older people have been, and I pray for those people daily, Uh, but it is what it is at this point in time. I want to start off a little lighthearted on this podcast, because this one's going to be close to home for me. I want to make sure that I can get this message across to you in a meaningful way. But, and this one will be a tough one for me, so bear with me if you would, please. I do think my body's absorbed so much soap and disinfectant lately that when I pee, it cleans the toilet, which is a good thing, saves my wife a little trouble. So as we go from there in a little lighthearted moment, I'd like to get into what I was here to talk to you about. I want to tell you a story of me a little bit uh, and of the miracle, one miracle that I've had in my life. I've had a few, believe it or not, and I've probably been blessed to see more miracles than most. Uh, But this was the first one that I really started dealing with when I was a younger man. I was saved at 16 years old. I tell people I gave my heart to Jesus. I know I was saved. I understood what I was doing. I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't doing bad things. I just knew there was something missing in my life. I'd lived with my uh, grandmother, my dad's mother, for a couple years off and on after my grandfather died. And uh, my grandmother was a very biblical lady. um, And she continually talked to me about the Bible and about Christ and about God. And uh, she was a great, great lady. But I think uh, with that in my life, because that was at the time I was living with her, helping her out and doing the things that needed to be done to help her. But I think that's probably what got it started in me, uh, that there was something I was missing because I saw the way my grandmother was. And as an older woman, how uh, she missed um, her husband, my grandfather, uh, but how her attitude was just beautiful and so calm and and peaceful and the joy that she had in her life because she knew this uh, Jesus Christ that I just told you about in my last podcast. But I went to church um, off and on. My mother would take me. Uh, My dad, for the most part, uh, I will say, didn't believe in God. He wasn't mad at God. He didn't hate God. Uh, I just don't think my dad really believed in God. And that's okay. We all have our our dues to pay in life, and and that was his for that period of time. But I went to Sunday school, um, and there was a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Mr. Snyder. I won't say his first name. Um, But he was telling the story of of Jesus and and what Jesus was and who he was and what he did. And something uh, tugged at my heart at that point in time. And I talked to him after the class was over with and told him that there was something missing in my life and I felt like it might have been uh, that Jesus was missing out of my life. And I wanted him to explain to me 
uh, who Jesus was and what I needed to do to get that that was missing in my heart. And he took a lot of time and he explained to me uh, what I kind of explained uh, in my last podcast and who Jesus is, and that's where I got a lot of that was from him. Uh, But he was uh, really good about it, and he, he didn't just tell me to stop and say a prayer. Um, that I'd be saved, he explained to me what it was about, who it was, and and why I needed it, and he explained it in very great detail, and I appreciate that uh, with him, and I love that man to this day, and I pray for him to this day, uh, this many years later. Although I was saved at 16, I tell people I didn't really start walking with the Lord until I was 22, after I met my wife, uh, Beth, who really put me on the rail to to the straight path that I needed to be on in understanding what my role as a Christian was and what God gave me to do in this life that he allowed me to have in his grace and his mercy. So it took me a while to get it, but I did. Um, but I truly was saved at 16, and I know that in my heart, and God knows that by record in his eternal existence. So uh, that's what that is. But that takes me to the story that I want to tell you. That's a tough story for me. It's a tough story for my family, but it needs to be told because it's a miraculous story of grace and mercy in our lives that God has given us. In 1979, uh, I was working at LD Mechanical Contractors, which is the the company that uh, my dad was partners with, with another person that I bought in 1983 from him. But in 1979, I was working out on a project in the summer, and I got a phone call from my dad that told me that my mom had cancer and that I needed to come home and we needed to talk about it. So I did. I left the job site, and I uh, came home, and Dad told me what was going on. And in the process of that time frame, somewhere in that week, week and a half, uh, they scheduled my mother for an exploratory surgery to look at a tumor that was in her uh, chin area, I think, at that time. So she went through that, and they basically opened her up at the hospital to do this exploratory surgery. They closed her back up, and they told my dad that she had about six months to live. Actually, I think it was less than that, but I put the six months in my head for some reason. And our life started to change. Everything in it started to change. The, you know, the boys were getting older. Um, Mom had five boys. Um, all of us about two years apart. Uh, so she went through a lot of that, uh, I guess, suffering with us because we were pretty rambunctious boys. But she loved us, and we loved her. Still love her today. But anyway, that was the news that we were given, and uh, that bared on us uh, for several days and talked about it a lot, uh, trying to figure out uh, what we were going to do and um, Dad was suffering. I could see it in him as, you know, without knowing God and knowing that there was something else. Um, and I, I, knowing my mother, um, at least sa- said that she was saved, and I believe that today. Uh, only God knows the heart, but I know what she's been through, and I know that uh, she couldn't have made it through that without God. But a few days after, and I can't remember exactly when, This is something that I've tried to put out of my mind for a lot of time. Uh, But my dad got a phone call from some uh, person that was really rude um, and talking about my mother, seeing that my mother was in the hospital 
knowing it somehow. I don't know what it was about, but Dad received his prank phone call. And I was the only one home for some reason that night. Um, I was in bed, and I heard him come out of his bedroom, and I could hear that he was crying. Uh, so I came out of my room. I was still awake. I came out of my room, and, and he met me about five or six feet outside of the door of my room. And my dad is a big man. He was uh, six four, about 300 pounds. And when he got to me, basically he just fell on me. Um, his whole weight hit me, and I struggled because uh, I wasn't a great big guy, still not a great big guy like the rest of my family. Um, but I had a hard time holding him up, and he was sobbing and, and crying. And he said he just didn't know what he was going to do. He didn't know what to do. He He couldn't live without my mother. It was the only thing that he had left in his life besides us boys. And he was just really struggling with this, and I could, t- I could tell my dad was really struggling with this. And the only thing that I could think of that came to my mind at that time was that the answer was God. The answer was Jesus Christ. And I knew my dad didn't know God. I knew he didn't know Jesus Christ. I'd been saved long enough that I understood So he said, what do you think I can do, Brian? I said, Dad, I said, I think you gotta, you got to understand who God is. you gotta, you got to go into your room, and you gotta, you got to get on your knees. And you need to ask God for forgiveness. And you need to ask Jesus into your heart. My dad said he didn't know if he could do that, that he didn't know if he had the faith to do that. And I told him that's the only thing I could give him. That's all I had. He went back into his room. And the night went by. Um, I got up the next morning uh, to go to work at 5.15 in the morning. And uh, I started down the stairs. uh, And as I was going down the stairs, I was hearing all this clamoring and stuff going on in the kitchen. And as I got closer, I could hear my dad singing a song that I heard my grandmother sing every day called In the Garden. And my dad was singing that song. So I come on down into the kitchen, and he had uh, was making breakfast is what he was doing, and he was whistling and singing. Uh, happiest I'd seen him in, in about a week and a half, uh, maybe longer, depending on how much he knew really what was going on with Mom before I did. But I was going out the door, and I said, Dad, you all right? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, Brian. How are you? And I said, I'm good. Uh, I need to get to work. I'm late. And he said, you know what? He said, sit down here and have breakfast. He said, I still own that company. Um, so I sat down, and I had breakfast with my dad. And then my dad goes and tells me this story of how when he went back into his bedroom after him and I had talked that he was at his wit's end. He didn't know what to do. He was he was at the last straw in his life at that period of time. And he said something that I'd said tugged on his heart. So he went into his closet in his bedroom and he got on his knees. And he asked God for forgiveness. And asked Jesus to come into his life. Sorry about that, folks. I'll get back on track here. But he said he'd asked Jesus into his life 
Uh, he'd ask God to forgive him of his sins and who he was and ask that Christ would take his place on that cross and that his sins would be forgiven. And he believed that God did that. And he believed in the God that could do that. And the first prayer out of my dad's mouth and his heart after he asked Christ into his life was that they would spare my mom and him and let my mom live. Now we're talking about a man that was told that his wife had a few months to live. The thing he loved most in his life. And rightly so. Even over us kids, my dad loved my mom more than he did us. And that's the way it should be. But anyway, with that knowledge that he had at the doctors and the surgeons has given him and all the specialists, my dad knew in his heart that my mom was going to live. It was astounding to watch my dad as he told me the stories and what he was doing and what he thinks. And I was just taking that all in as a, as a young man in 1979 trying to figure out if the God that I believed in was that God that could do all those things. That could save my mom, that could save my dad, that could save my brothers and my family. And sitting there at the counter that morning, I realized truly who God was. Because I believed he could do what he said he would do. And that stuck with me for the rest of my life and why after meeting Beth and moving down that road that uh, I started following Christ in my life and doing the work of the Lord. But anyway, things went on. Um, Mom went through some testing, went through chemotherapy, which she didn't take well. And somewhere in that, before all that was accomplished, they did some scans and things on my mom, and, and I don't understand all that. I never will. Don't want to know, to be honest. But all I know is is that my dad come home and told me that my mom's cancer was gone. Not just cured. Not in regression. Gone is the word I remember. Now, future tense from there was probably that meant regression but again we have to understand that this was a cancer that 2% of the people in the world had at that time they didn't know a whole lot about it and it was gone that's a miracle I don't care what anybody says and I know through that process that even the doctor said that my mom was a living miracle, that this should have never happened. She was about 40 at that time. My mother is 81 years old today. Uh, she's been a cancer survivor now for three times. 
Her body evidently is prone to cancer. And she's going through uh, her fourth small struggle. This one's not a, a serious one like the other uh, three were. Uh, especially not like the first one. But uh, this one here is, is containable at uh, her age, at 81 years old. Um, I think the doctor told her this last time that she was in that uh, old age would kill her before cancer would. So that's kind of neat to hear, I guess, if you're, uh, if you have cancer, but I want people to understand, and this is why this story is so vivid in our lives is that my dad getting saved and my dad understanding who God was and who Christ is started a whole chain of events in our family that changed our family's life. I told you I was saved at 16, and that is the truth. And I think at that time my mother was saved also. But that was it in our family. Everyone else was pretty well away from God. And again, we weren't raised with God so much. We went to church. Mom would take us to church when we wanted to go and drop us off. Um, and I got involved in church for a period of time. But this changed the path and the direction of our whole family. And God knew that was going to happen. Because he sees from before we existed all the way through eternity. And he knew my dad would accept him because he'd already seen it. And he knew what that would create in our family. And obviously, that's what happened. From there, the, the brothers all, we were all saved. We were all uh, churchgoers and followers of Christ and still are today, all of us. Um. Dad's family, brothers, uh, there were cousins, nephews. I mean, there were people that got to hear about God that would have never heard about God probably if it, had it not been for my father. But in that, in those little miracles that, that we call miracles, we need to understand that that's just a moment, just a fleeting moment in God's eyes and in his existence what's a miracle to us is just another day to God so we can believe in miracles and we can understand those miracles a little bit better I think if we know how powerful our God is how much Christ's death and burial resurrection means to us in that that in those little miracles that are just another point in time in God's existence will be eternity for us if we believe, if we truly believe and have the faith and hope in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is everything to existence that there is that we will live in a miracle eternally 
for the rest of our lives, and God gave me a little glimpse of his power and his might and his glory. Not just through the curing of my mother's cancer, but through the salvation of my father, who didn't really believe in God. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're hearing this, I hope that I give you a little glimpse of who my God is and that you'll take that with you and you'll think about it. You'll research it. And in all that, you will come to find the truth. Because that's what this podcast is about. I bring you the truth from my heart. And truth from my knowledge of the Bible. Truth from the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that God gives me through his word. Through prayer. Through supplication. Through searching for him continually. In all things. And knowing that he has the power over our lives and all creation and giving me that understanding so that I can try to live my life for him as I should because we were created for his glory. We were created to worship him because we want to in love for him and what he's done for us and the grace and the mercy that he has. And if you think about the miracles that we've seen in our lives and the awesome power that that is, then you would understand and you would know what it is God would have you to do. I have lived through several miracles in my life. I've been blessed. And I'm going to tell you those stories of miracles throughout my life. Because I think you need to hear these things. I think you need to hear the good and the bad. In my life and in others. As Christians, we are not perfect. We make mistakes. We sin. We're not hypocrites, though, as we've been called. We're just human beings that believe in a higher being, the one and only true living God. Because we sin doesn't make us hypocrites. Because sometimes we do things we shouldn't doesn't make us hypocrite. It just shows we're human. And that God saves us regardless of who we are because he sees us through Christ. And that's our survival and our eternal life. I appreciate this if you listen to it all the way through. It was tough for me to do, but it needed to be said. And I needed to say it. Thank you for those who are listening. 
I hope and pray that you get something from my podcast that will make that desire in your heart to search for that God that can give you eternal life. And if you already have that, then you get to little you get to hear a little story of a miracle. And maybe look back in your life and search for the miracles that have been in your life too. With that said, God bless you all. Love you guys. Be of good cheer. And look to the skies. Because the Lord is returning soon. Thank you.